everybody, for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I am your host, Barrett Dudley, and we are brought to you by Washed Media. I'm sitting here in the Washed Media Studios. No Phil today. No Phil. Phil, he is um, he is shooting new scenes for an upcoming edition of Million Dollar Listing, Austin. Uh, it's it's a little known fact that Phil's, his real role model, his real icon is Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. That's his, that's his real estate. They share the name. They've got the real estate. You know, the, he wants to be a mogul and, and have three kids just like Phil Dunphy. So he is off pursuing that dream. Instead, I am joined by a guest today. I've got Braxton Manley. He is the co-founder of Braxley Bands. And uh, man, we're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about accessories. We, we always meet at the intersection of style and pop culture. So we're going to hit on a bunch of that stuff. Braxton, it's great to have you in the studio. What's going on? It's an honor. I'm a true... Uh cool kid yeah as far as uh, good. being a fan of this podcast good goes. yeah and i mean you, so. you braxton you and i we've kind of like feel like we've run into each other many times mm-hmm. over the years uh whether it's been at like a meetup for for washed or for circling back i've seen you at like a couple of the howler events yeah and i think just in general like out and about at the at the stuff that that we like to do so it's a small town it is it's it's a small town we were just talking about that earlier like is, is it do you still feel like it's a small town the pandemic's kind of has kind of say. has kind of tamped that down, but I definitely yeah. that was I was arguing with somebody that Austin it, it does like that that is a a thing that we say here because if you're out and about you do kind of like tend to see the same people right yeah um so uh, so yeah we've we've kind of known each other for a little while and uh, you are the co-founder of this Braxley Bands business and and give me the elevator elevator pitch again. You are the, I think it, you're the only lifestyle brand focused exclusively or or that is only focused on making watch bands for an Apple watch, right? That's right. So uh, basically quick elevator pitches, they're the most comfortable Apple watch bands in the world and uh, kind of the perfect combination, or let's say they, they meet at the intersection of style and comfort. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've, if you're watching on YouTube dot com slash wash media i've i've got your website up here um is this a new is this a new look is this a new website it's pretty fresh i, I, yeah. I would say we launched it uh early summer okay it's v- great summer vibes is this is this uh are are you are you kind of like is this is this to get ready for the um saved by the bell revival <laughs> <laughs> no but it definitely pulled some inspiration from that era yeah yeah yeah, and uh, I just first first thing first right off the top, did you you just dropped some new bands? That's right, right? Yes, yeah, so we, we call them season six. Season six. Um, and people are saying that this season six rivals Yeezy season six. So people that's are saying. yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty, you know, that's pretty high praise. Am I looking at the the the, the freshest newest stuff right here? Yeah, the top three. Um, and then so this was kind of a, a smaller one, but the. The one we have coming out next month in November is, I think, six or seven new ones. Okay. So those ones are by far my favorites we've ever done. And what's cool about this one we're looking at on the screen, the the season six, is we started to uh, laser engrave the adapters. So if you notice that one we, we yep. etched live flexibly on it. Okay. So, you know, we're just doing little things like that that make these things very unique. No other Apple Watch band brands are, I mean, really doing anything close to this okay that's that's pretty cool um now i i believe that i'm correct this started as a class project for you that's right at texas tech okay tell me give me the background there tell me tell me how this happened sheesh so (laughs) yeah it was actually kind of like multiple well i mean what was a class yeah what was a class project that was like was hey start a company (laughs) well okay so i was a marketing management student at texas tech this was my i think sophomore year and they did this thing we could do for extra credit called three day startup and it was a weekend workshop where you learn like how to write a business plan and then you kind of do like a shark tank style pitch to some professors that acted as investors potential investors yeah and i had just gotten an apple watch for my birthday this was you know 2016 it was the first one that came out Mm -hmm. and there was nothing interesting with the watch bands and I, i was always kind of like into watches and i had you know some some i had like i remember always rocking a movement watch and like i thought it was so cool and and it was but uh as far as apple watch goes it was like nothing fashionable out there so i mean it was that plastic band that a lot of people still have and i wasn't really into it i kind of kept my i kind of found myself 
going back to the traditional watches just because, you know, I liked the look. So my pitch for this project was stylish Apple Watch bands. And that's as, that's kind of as far as the idea went at the time. Um, so put it through this class project and or this weekend workshop. And then next semester took an entrepreneurship class that was pretty much come up with a business plan with a, you can do on a student budget and pitched this idea again. Um, and as we sort of developed it over the semester, I had a little more time to mess with materials and, and started actually cutting up socks and, and stitching them onto a, a Apple watch and realizing that the stretchy like sock material where you could just kind of pull it on and off uh-huh. was awesome. And then also socks had all these crazy patterns. So yep. we really started to nail the idea down when we, when we got to that. As far as the bands go, is the, you are laser engraving the, the live flexibility, like live flexibly on there. Is that kind of what, uh, aside from design and style, is that one of the things that kind of like separates them from the pack is that the, is this easy on easy off, like kind of elasticized feel? That's right. Okay. So we were the first ones to do it. And there's, there's, there's a couple of knockoffs out there um, yep. as, as it happens. Um, but we're the first ones to do a, a basically call it like a solo loop. So yeah, just pull it on, pull it off. No buckles or clasps. So you're, you're telling me the story. And I, I, for me, the first thing that comes to mind, and I think for a lot of entrepreneurs out there and people that, that want to be entrepreneurial is you have this idea, uh, you know, you do the class project, you, you, you make the pitch, it all looks good on paper. Uh, and, and you kind of alluded to the, to the very beginning, the very first type of prototype where you're cutting up a sock. But then how do you like, what was executing like, like what, where was the, the kind of the, the, the light bulb moment where you were like, okay, this is going to be a real business. And then kind of second to that, how do you begin finding somebody that can make this band for you? Cause that, I think that's like, that, that's certainly the first thing that comes to my mind. It's, I, I think it's the, when you, whenever you're going to start a business that requires making something hmm. it, like, unless it's like a t-shirt and you know how to sew, it's like, where do you. But for something that's that's a little bit more uh, abstract, it's like how do you, how do you how do you begin? Where where'd you where'd you go to find this? Yeah, well, um, it's sort of a funny story. My, you know, one of my best friends at the time, Grant, is he your, is he your co-founder? Co-founder, yeah. Okay, okay. you're getting to that, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're about to tell me. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so we were fraternity brothers, and uh, basically both had this idea to uh, work on businesses we were kind of very entrepreneurial that way and he had the idea to cut up louis vuitton bags and turn them into apple watch bands okay reckless (laughs) uh he had like a fake one that he was testing it out on and i was working on this sock apple watch thing at the time and we would meet up uh at night to kind of you know work on our ideas together and i guess to be clear at this time we actually really i wasn't trying to use socks i had found a fabric website out of china that was selling uh it's basically inch wide woven elastic okay and all these different patterns i thought they were were cool so i got a sample it took like three weeks Mm -hmm. you know it takes forever and it was a much better material more durable to work with especially on on a you know band like this It's, it's basically it feels like a like an elastic waistband on a pair of boxers and so we i started you know really nailing down the material and i was hand stitching them at the time well it turns so you out do, so you do kind of know how to sew <laughs> not really <laughs> no <laughs> i i mean it's not that hard yeah to, yeah. you know it was, i literally had like a hotel seam kit uh-huh, or whatever right. you get and just i like was going just going back and forth yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> luckily this is this is the funny part grant uh had taken a sewing class in high school as a total blow off class wow okay and he and he knew how to work a sewing machine like like an expert he was amazing at it so for our probably our first year we were uh we were making all of them ourselves now the the metal piece is a little more complex you can't really make that in a dorm room yeah so that came from uh i think we were buying those on ebay like there was some random listing and we were we started buying as many as we could hand stitching them selling them to our friends and people we knew around tech uh just paying us 20 bucks on venmo mm-hmm. everybody started to love it and kind of you know built the instagram and then started a little wix website for like nine bucks a month and yeah 
you know, the student newspaper wrote about us, so we got some little bit of publicity and really just just grew it from essentially no upfront capital. I mean, we put like the kind of thing we say is we put like 20 bucks into this maybe yeah. to buy some random materials and then just use what was in the bank account to grow it. I'm still doing that. And still still completely self-funded and That's right. yeah. And so how how long you said this was the origin of this company was like 2016, so you're in year 4 or so. Yeah, I think we we founded the company May seventeen. So okay. there was like a good year in there where I was like, I mean, I was sophomore in college. I didn't right. really, really know what to do. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It's been, uh, been spe- a while. Speaking of the Instagram at Braxley Bands, if you want to follow along, you guys have forty seven thousand followers. That's that. I mean, that's that. That's not a small following. Are you are you running the the social media there? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of one of my. Uh, m- most fun jobs, I guess. I-, I really like coming up with what to post, and you know, I think we had some pretty, pretty cool little tactics on how we were able to grow it. Yeah, I mean, was there was, just ad spend? Was know? there ever like, was there was there one thing, or were there a couple of moments that that gained like large chunks of those fo- of of those followers, or has it been just very like steady as she goes, just making? It's been steady. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I've. I can't say there's been one thing that's been particularly, you know, uh, you know, never. Are are you, know. you do, are you subscribed? How how often are you posting on on Braxley? Base? Not enough. So that's one okay. of the things we we just uh, onboarded this application, I guess, called Curlate. That's uh, going to start scheduling our posts for us, and we can okay. be a little more scientific with our organic Instagram uh, strategy. Yeah, because we've kind of just been shooting at the hip, like just put yeah. whatever up and realizing now we should be a little more organized with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always feel, I, I, I mean, I, that's seriously impressive to me. I mean, it's obviously putting together the business and, and growing it to, to what it's become is, is, is the headline here, but like, man, it's not easy to grow a social media following. So to, to get to, to nearly 50,000 followers in, in three years is Hopefully uh, club cool puts us over that 50 mark. I, I, um, yes. Don't hold your breath, <laughs> but <laughs> But I do hope that, that we gain you a few a few extra followers here. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? So, first three years, right? We're in year four here. What's been the 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 absolute hardest thing about running this business? Whether it's like production or web dev or customer service, like it is you know, is there anything mm-hmm. that that's a that's a a real like choke point or headache for you? I feel like everything that's been a headache i figured out a way to outsource it to somebody like a contractor like for instance customer service used to be the worst thing to deal with ever uh so now we hired a customer service rep so i don't have to yep. do that anymore so yep. i mean really the idea for of our dream, work week exactly that's right <laughs> that was one of the first books i ever read on yeah. business and i mean geez that's that if anybody's looking for a place to start really start there yeah i would uh so I mean, the truth is, like, I'm trying to make this my dream job, and the way to do that is to not do anything you don't want to do, or is fi- you find like pulls down your morale or energy. And so, um, I wouldn't say my job is very hard. Yeah, you know, there's certain things that are that are hard. Uh, I guess mentally, like, like it's kind of uh, really. I don't know what you say. Like, it gives me a little bit of a uh, anxiety when I type in Braxley Bands on Amazon, and mm-hmm. there's like pages of knockoffs. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like what we're doing, like everybody knows the power of a brand and there's always going to be Amazon knockoffs. I'm sure right. that exists for everything. And there's also going to be people who prefer a story and a brand and stuff that has character to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, real quick, I just wanted to go back to the sewing thing. Your your co-founder, Grant, who just happened to know how to sew. Great skill for anybody <laughs> to have out there. If you're just like bored with the pandemic and you have like a little space or you have a random sewing machine or you just want to teach yourself with a needle and thread, that is, that is you know, among with, like, coding and speaking Chinese, it's one of the skills that I don't have that I really wish that I did mm-hmm. have. Um, I, I've been, like, you know, fashion guy for style guy, working for brands and companies for 10 years now, and, like, I'm about to go to the tailor to get them to sew a button back on a pair of shorts for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Randy's over here shaking his head, shaking his damn head. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's really, it's sad. So you should... 
if if you're interested in any of this, just pick up the basics of of yeah. learning how to sew. It's that that's. That's a great. If you take anything else from this, read the four-hour work week, learn how to sew. <laughs> um, so you were buying the material from the socks. I'm I'm assuming you're you're with a supplier now. You've got your vendor, like yeah. The the whole supply chain's pretty polished. Yeah, I and mean, we've been working with the same people now for over two years, as far as the you know, producers of it, and and everything is is steady. I mean, we we're getting more and more. I guess you'd say like mathematical about. Uh, inventory Mm -hmm. and i mean i'm basically figuring all this stuff out uh through trial and error like i know nothing about retail buying i wish i had that experience uh because honestly like we've really been shooting at the hip for like all this stuff like oh buy this much because we think this size is going to sell more and uh we were wrong on a lot (laughs) but (laughs) but we're learning i mean there's a few at the bottom we kind of push them down to the bottom that there's like Everything sold out, but there's 800 in one size. Mm-hmm. It's like there's nothing we can do. We just overdid that size, and yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, well, the, the, you know, ta- December tax loss harvesting season. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you guys are Texas based. You started at Tech. You said your co-founder is in Dallas. You're out of Austin. Uh, I feel like more of this is coming to Texas. We've got there's there are a few kind of big brands here like Outdoor Voices and Yeti and 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 Halla Brothers. Um I'm pretty sure Chubby's just moved most of their headquarters here in or earlier this year. Got you guys is this something that you're noticing? Do you feel like Austin we've obviously got this California exodus happening continuing to to put more and more people here. Shows no signs of slowing down in fact I think it's speeding up with the pandemic. Are you noticing any other like uh, like other little pop ups like or other little brands kind of starting up in this in this sector at all? Yes, I mean for sure. There, there's the thing about Austin and the four hour work week author Tim Ferriss. I don't know exactly how he put it, but the thing about Austin that's cool is there's all these like startups and entrepreneurship across like so many industries. Yeah. Like you go to Silicon Valley, it's just tech. You go to New York city, uh, it's finance and it's maybe some, uh, some apparel or whatever. Right. But, but Austin is so diverse in that way that like industries are, it's, it's pretty much everything. Got a little bit of everything. When you think about like, you know, all the consumer packaged goods brands at whole foods, like, you know, there's about, 45 different kombucha brands out of austin Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i don't know why that is but it's just like a very creative place and i do think this is like a going to be like the new mecca for creators and for entrepreneurs yeah you know texas has really good uh economic reasons to be here as far as taxing goes and austin is just a really really amazing place and i've I'm born and raised here, and I probably may stay here forever. I love it. Yeah, yeah. You, you're mentioning like just like the that this is a relatively creative city, so it's a, a perfect segue to, to talk about some of the creative stuff that's going on at Braxley Vans. Are you the you, you've got the co, you and your co-founder? You're only two like full-time employees. You're the the, the creative head, right? That's right. So, um, what's what goes into design at this point? Like you 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 mentioned the like kind of like looking at at sock designs and stuff now are you are are you desi- are you are these from scratch designs or are you working with suppliers graphic designers how does that work yeah so every band we sell now is completely designed by me like in the past we were finding pre-printed fabrics mm-hmm. and working with those then we realized we were getting like, knocked the, off this on pattern those. looks good yeah we, we like this but it was from us from a vendor from a supplier right okay. so now i do Existed everything on the market i do everything on my ipad i what? okay um and i i kind of just find different things I, I study so like one of the ones at the top called the Bauhaus. yeah do you know anything about a uh, Bauhaus school um man i, you I have know, a little story here th- this name really rings a bell the of Bauhaus, uh, but I, but no, on the spot I can't. So go down a little bit. There you go. So, post World War II German design school that basically designed most of like the iconic mid century modern furniture. Okay. And they have this geometric pattern look that's sort of everywhere. Yeah. 
and nobody really knows where it comes from. It's a lot of uh, a lot of the aesthetics of like what you think is like '80s is really uh, from this Bauhaus Design School and the stuff that they put out. Okay. So I always loved that, and this band is basically inspired by some of their their aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a great looking one. I love the the colors here on the Bauhaus as well. We're on the website here. Your your marketing photos that they're also really like polished and they look great. Is this uh is this kind of relatively is is this new for you guys to like have you you mentioned um just right before we started recording that you were down in Orlando for like a full on photo shoot. Is that like something that's kind of new for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, we were, I mean, before like a month ago, we were doing all the photos ourselves yeah. off of our iPhones. <laughs> uh, you can get a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, ask Will to freeze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we decided though, it was time to get some professional stuff and go into a studio. And so all the new photos on the site are, are from that shoot that we did about a month ago. And it was, it was super fun. Very, yeah. very cool to learn from, you know, people that are, you know, career photo photographers it's really awesome absolutely so, did, yeah. did you hire those guys out of orlando is that where yes. they were based yeah. yeah yeah okay um so we're here in 2020 you guys are churning out these bands you've got seven new ones dropping in november um which and you were referring to them as collections or seasons 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 are, are, yeah just seasons. trying to be playful Se- with season it, six. Yeah. is that like a is that a is that a conscious decision to kind of like use some of that fashion vocabulary yes. a little bit yeah yes it is um and the website looks great you're doing a professional photography so what's uh what like basically like we said up top you're you've been very focused on making watch bands for apple watches but that's obviously like there's only so much that you can eventually do with that so i'm sure you're thinking about ways to grow ways to move forward products to add what's uh what's what's in the hopper for for yeah. braxley bands what's what's coming up next what can we expect well not not for sure yet and okay. frankly it may stay as apple watch bands forever yeah because okay. there's enough of a market i mean it's the number one watch in the world now uh, as far as sales go so uh it's beat you know i, I think rolex was probably top at one point but uh, Apple Watch is just going to continue to grow and grow. They just announced this new thing where uh, you can have the watch without having it paired to a phone, which is going to make it really great for kids to have Apple Watches Okay. so that parents can track their activity and their location without having to give their kids a new iPhone. Yeah. And I would love to uh, start, you know, being seen or, you know, like kids wearing our stuff. I mean, totally would fit with our vibe, I think. And yeah. the really like collect collectible which you know kids have always loved to collect stuff yeah so that's a new market for us uh but we'll see i mean beyond that we're, we are working on you know our, our research and development department is is definitely active uh we that's, have a that's you right yeah yeah <laughs> we have a yeah <laughs> we have a belt prototype we're calling it a utility belt okay. and uh and it's basically the same material we use on the watch band on a belt so it can make any pair of pants that has loops it could make it have an elastic waistband essentially okay which is always going to be more comfortable yeah uh what about is there is are, are you are you intent on like staying with apple watch would you would would you make these for other smart watches would you make them for like a timex watch where you can swap out the band brands is there is that like a, a a growth potential for you guys or something that you've thought about or is or is it is it better to be like you were just saying, like the Apple Watch band? You know, the for this is where you go for your Apple Watch bands, basically. Right. It's it's hard to say, and I, it's all kind of based on intuition. We've tried some prototypes for other watches, but there there's too many variants in the millimeter length for certain watches. You know, ladies' watches have like an 18 millimeter pin, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. some of the beefier ones go all the way up to like I think 25 millimeter. Right. So inventory wise, it's near impossible to make these yeah. bands for all these different compatibilities and all these different devices. So we're going to probably keep it simple yeah. and, and just focus on the one that matters most and the biggest brand and the coolest brand. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense too. 
Um, and and like you said, it's it, it, for your brand to be associated directly with Apple with Apple is like probably not a bad thing. Um, definitely, like it, it, you know, I pay attention to to some of these other brands. Like one that is uh, podcast sponsor Bombas. I I just recently noticed that they've added T shirts. Yeah, right. That. And I know you're you're a style guy, so that's it's, it's I'm just saying it's another possible. If you you guys, I I know you've got your you've got your merch. I've got a, a dope T shirt here in my hands now. But um, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Braxley come out with um, you know, some some clothing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, another thing we prototyped was a hat. Okay. Um, that basically the adjuster, like the snapback part on the back, was the band material. Yeah. yeah that, and yep. it's it's totally awesome. Yes. It's just about finding the right hat. Like I'm so particular about hats, and that's one of the things I brought to show you. I just got this ALD hat, first ALD piece. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just got it this afternoon. I can't tell if it if I like it. I'm like wearing this thing a couple different ways. So I brought it in to ask. I want to get your take on it. Well, okay. Well, I mean, we can just do it do it live right here on the podcast if you want to. Okay, uh, sure. But uh... you, know what, you know what I think it looks like is I look like Sherlock Holmes, and that's why I'm a little bit worried about. It. Okay. This is while, while you're busting this out. It's 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 very true. Just hats in general. The the fit. I can already tell that you, that your issue is going to be that it's too shallow, right? So you feel like it's, it's too not shallow? It's crazy shallow. I know what you mean by that, but I don't know. And then backwards, it looks, I think, a little bit better backwards. Yeah, the, um, they're, they're, the, I, I, I'm, it's hit or miss with them because mm-hmm. for me, like, it's, it's always just with hats in general, I, I like them to fit, and especially ones like this, which are kind of unstructured dad cap style, right? Mm-hmm. It's like some people really like them to fit close to the head little bit of height above the ears but i like them to fit deeper on my head and it's like the shallower they look the smaller they look yes so that's where you're, that's where you're getting that that like the houndstooth and kind of like looking like a little watch cap almost yeah and it and you may be putting out sherlock home vibes but you know, it's <laughs> right. not you also have like with your like with your glasses and your face shape i think the, sh- the shallower hat like it doesn't look bad on you either so you well, thank you um i will say how it uh, the uh, the Howler feed lot hat, the all mesh, all mesh. Feed store. It's yeah. like my most worn hat. Yeah, yeah. Those are so, those are very very popular. I love it. Um, let's see. We're we're just about wrapped up. I think with with most of the business questions that I had for you. Um, we've covered, uh, you know, just kind of like what you're doing, what's next. Any it, what any best sellers out there? Like, do you have do you have stuff or a certain band that? that really just moves anything or anything uh, alternatively on this next drop that you're really, really stoked on, proud of, like, can't wait to wear. Yeah. Uh, first part of the question, which is honestly disappointing because of <laughs> uh, how simple it is. The the best selling band times three is the all black band. <laughs> and I'm just like, I mean, it's great. And, you know, people, obviously it's versatile, but uh, we didn't really expect that to happen. So we, we're constantly seems like we're constantly having to reorder more of it and it's one that sells out the most uh but that's the thing is like i really like to do the artwork and design them so i it's i i don't don't think i've ever actually uh worn the blackout because it's it to me it's like the one that kind of uh i mean blends in the most yeah and as a business owner right like you want to wear your product you want to have a standout. You want to you want to have these conversation pieces. Like, yeah, I like wearing conversation starters. Yes, yeah. So the one that I'm most excited for in the next one is a I think eight color tie dye that we did, and uh, it really looks kind of like a rainbow because it's I mean, but it, but I, it's hand drawn. But I, I drew it uh, using an art app on my mm-hmm. iPad. I think it's called. Um, I don't I don't remember the name of the app. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's really really cool okay it, it looks like sometimes those rainbow tie-dyes can look a little bit uh, like a novelty like sure. kind of tacky uh, i think this one has has some really nice like nuanced whatever like look to it sure uh, that's nice so uh yeah i think every every season as we're calling them now uh gets better and better as far as you know our design goes and you mentioned seven is this going to be the biggest season yet Seven, yes. seven with seven new bands. Yes, and okay. right before Black Friday and all that. So yep. hoping for you know big holiday big, big, season, big sales push. Have y'all been yeah. approached for for wholesale? Well, you know, we used to do wholesale when we were first starting out uh, in Lubbock. Okay, and 
um, just kind of realized that there's not as good of a margin, obviously, nope. <laughs> and uh, and wanted to just be online only. Wanted to own that customer relationship. Sure. And you know, if like somebody comes to our site, they see what it's all about, and they they read the story, they understand the trees for the future thing, and all that. And yeah, we didn't actually mention that. Tell me about tell me about the uh, this kind of like good cause initiative that that you have going as well here. One band sold, one tree planted. Yeah, so um, it's pretty simple. I wanted to wanted to do some sort of give back model, and I also wanted it to, to feel tangible. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things you'll see is like a portion of proceeds, which is great too. But I, I wanted it to feel like it is a you know means like a, a certain thing. So we partnered with this organization called Trees for the Future, which they have an amazing domain name, which is just trees dot org, mm-hmm. and uh, we provide the funding to plant a tree through them with every band we sell and uh i think we've been doing it now for a year and a half and this year we're on track to plant a hundred thousand trees so they hopefully hopefully they give us a new certificate of support once we do that because uh yeah because you've you've upgraded this says this says ten thousand yeah that was uh november that was about yeah this time last year i guess you gotta you gotta you gotta put a 10x on that (laughs) yeah get the new one up yeah so it's a really cool organization basically they don't just plant a tree in the random spot they're actually working uh in sub-saharan africa to uh train farmers to basically plant these regenerative farms and like fruit bearing trees there that uh i mean you know like the cycle of of ecosystems and nature like it it fertilizes the soil and it creates an abundance of food hopefully and so that's kind of the part of it that's really cool it's not just some random tree going up it's a tree that's actually going to feed people who you know need support so well i think it's 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 pretty i i'm i'm i like that that it's like a you know companies are are doing more of this give, give back model like you called it like just like Basically, putting out something good, whether it's for people or the environment or animals or or what have you, and and it adds to the story of your brand. It adds to to feeling good about the purchase. So it's uh, you know, it's a good job by you by you guys to to find something that you care about like that. Thank you. Um, so let's move on. We you, we mentioned uh, you mentioned that you like to have on conversation starters. Yeah. So we'll just jump right into to your kit today. Got the off white sneakers on. You got your custom hat, Monfrey. <laughs> Um, we got your Casey Musgraves uh, t- t-shirt on. I wore so this one he, for Phil. <laughs> he would have dug that. I dig, I dig that. I, you know, I saw Casey Musgraves at um, at Stubbs. I think this was last year. Maybe it was two years ago. And I, I if I go see a show, I love the artist. I love the performance. Then I always try to buy a t-shirt, like kind of like start your own vintage Banty collection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I just, I wasn't feeling the merch that was available. But I, I if, you know, if that had been one of the shirts, I would have, that would have been a cop. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I, I, for, well, first of all, I just like this idea. You know, you're, you're, we, we had, uh, we had Pat from Uniform on, but he he came in via video. So you're, you're our first guest in a while to to actually be in studio, which, it's just a, it's it's a great experience to 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 be able to sit down with people. But I just like, I, I'm already now I'm into this idea of of people coming coming into the studio, joining Club Cool, and like you know they're 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 putting on stuff that they want to talk about meanwhile i get to wear like a dingy thermal tee and black pants <laughs> yeah. so i i just i like this i'm like the the designer at the end of the show that comes out just looking looking haggard after he just put up put out the the you know the beautiful array of clothing that's right um what what do you think about about the monfrey experience i feel like this this hat thing it's it's it just feels like it's bubbling right now it's awesome yeah yeah, and the weather's just now getting right for it. So this is—I think this is my second time wearing it, and uh, I'm in the onboarding phase still. The, the, uh, yeah, yeah. But there's a certain amount of confidence you feel when you when you have the hat <laughs> on. It's pretty cool, and and it's a conversation starter. Yeah, you know. Um, but the experience was, was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I had been in there some, I guess, like maybe two South by Southwests ago mm-hmm. for a little like maybe it was maybe it was the last one for a little concert thing, and didn't really know what was going on went back after hearing y'all talk about it and uh yeah how yeah. did you and how did you choose the the telescope the um on the the yes they call it yeah they call it a telescope telescope right? yeah um i chose this because on the crown on the crown yes instead they of like said, a, the uh, pinched front 
they said that this was like Stevie Ray Vaughan style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. uh, noted Austin rock star. I'm uh, very inspired by Stevie Ray Vaughan. So I said, yeah, give me, give me his hat. Give me the, give me the, the Stevie Ray. You know, I was thinking about going in though and doing a little reshape on it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, the, I think they, they got to be used to that because there was, there was... F- Phil went back in. I've already been back in once to do to do like a reshape. I had them add flanges to my brim, and then I had uh... them take away the blue flanges. <laughs> so I did. Cool. I, I did. I did that whole thing and made them work for it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's this definitely takes getting used to these hats. They're very, they're kind of ostentatious. Yeah. It is a look, and. Uh, you know, like like Phil and I talked about, man. It's like we're not all Gary Clark Jr. that just like throws one of these things on all all cockeyed and is like the baddest motherfucker in the room. Takes a little like you like you called it that onboarding phase where you're kind of getting used to it and you're locking it in. You're feeling feeling out what's what's comfortable and, and how to rock it. Um, it so you've got the hat. You're you make accessories mm-hmm. in, in general. Are you like do you consider yourself an accessories guy? Like to are, are you into to, to Socks or jewelry or like uh, like all that other type of stuff to 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 add a little flair. Not too much. Um, I do like socks. I think everybody likes socks. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I got on some Duvin brand socks. They make some really really like kind of crazy prints. Yeah, I I know Duvin. Uh, shouts to to John B from Outer Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got on a lot of Duvin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so one of the things I brought as a conversation starter, because I was I was gonna do this to some socks. Open up the bag, man. Secu- right, secure the some bag. Cool store on South Congress is new. Indigo kit. So was, I, was that not at uh, was that at Montfrey? No, but they probably no. have it there too. Okay, it no, wasn't I, at Montfrey. I, I, I didn't I didn't see it there, but that, that seems like something they should sell. Yeah, totally. All right. So I thought I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna do this to some socks because I like those. Bombas is doing it, and I mean I didn't think John Elliott and like bunch of brands mm-hmm. are doing some cool tie-dye yep. socks um but socks are expensive yeah you know? yeah no especially and like i lose them good ones that and and yeah i mean it's that is so, definitely yeah. uh a, 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 it's a high price yeah. yeah there are some high price socks out there i feel you what if i i i'm seeing this this uh this little indigo and shibori kit i can't how does this sound i kind of want to tie-dye some sheets oh okay indigo tie-dye sheets yeah would that not be cool that is cool Anyway, I just think it's fun to mess with your stuff a little bit. Like, uh, I know you did some denim shorts, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I don't know a whole lot about sewing either. But I would, I would love to learn that way. You can kind of really mess with your clothes, like yeah, act as your own, you know, little designer. Yeah, there was there there was a there was a guy on some Reddit thread a couple years ago. I, I Reddit is 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 one arena where I've just where I just completely like avoid the 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 various um style subs basically like i've spent almost no time on on the one called mfa male fashion advice mm. or there's like frugal fmf frugal male fashion yeah, i think i go on there sometimes um and uh the the only one that i've kind of like bound like checked out a little bit is the ma thread and that's mostly to see what people are buying and selling on there mm-hmm. um but there i i remember reading the story about this guy and he was like think he was like fma's like most stylish man like most upvotes all that type of stuff and his whole thing was that he was spending like 50 dollars a month on clothing and like nothing more um so tons of thrifts and like you know very like low-end finds but he knew how to sew and he was like tailoring all his own stuff so like he could find pants that were not his size and turn them into like perfectly fitting pants nice. so he kind of had that that leg up um cool. just to to come back Full circle back to the learn how to sew uh, yeah. advice that we're giving everybody today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So beyond like accessories, uh, you know, you're you're actually one of the first people that introduced me to the uh, the Tumbalo brand, mm-hmm. like the the Cabana shirts. Um, and then and then Dave on on the show Dave FX had on a couple of those, and like I, I know that that's. Uh, I've I've seen more of those. Blake Griffin were the same one that you had, like, but he was he was after you. I saw yeah, it on, I was. saw it on you first. <laughs> um, so we're we're finally getting some colder weather here, but but you're a travel guy. You spend some time in Mexico. Are you a summer guy or a win- or like a fall winter guy when it comes to like getting dressed? Which one, which one do you would you consider Ooh. yourself? 
I mean, I, I think you can be both. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll accept that answer. Yeah, I, I th- <laughs> I'll say this. My two favorite months for dressing, October and March. Okay, yeah. Because that's like the sort of... The transitional periods. Yeah, I like the transitional periods most. You can like layer a little bit, but you're not swelteringly hot or like or crazy cold. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but, those are definitely, those are those are top-notch dressing months. That's right. I, I, I do start, even when I'm going out, you got to start with comfort, though. I think that's important. Like, with shoes, be comfortable in your shoes. And I can't deal with a shirt that's got a tag on the back that's bothering me or something like that. Like, yeah. If it's not comfortable first, I'm out. Okay. So, which trickles back down into your bands as well. I mean, yes. pretty much, right? With like the super flexy, easy on, easy off type stuff. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so you, you've got both. Is, is there anything that you're like, anything you're specifically looking forward to trying to put together? Anything new? Any 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 favorites that you like to fall back on for fall? Like, what's now that it is time to really start dressing, it is October. It's one of your favorite favorite dressing months. What yeah. are you? What type What type of kits are you looking to get off? I'm. I'm. Uh, I've been. I was thinking about what to wear on the podcast because you know you get You're one. Right, you right. get one fit. You get one. Yep. <laughs> I was about to show up in some uh, furry Birkenstocks. Okay. That are my favorite shoes. So uh, anyway, I'm really on this uh, socks and sandals wave. Okay. And what's cool about it is you can really show our, up. our old friend John Duda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's cool about it is you can really show off the socks. Yeah. Um, so, are you going to tuck some sweatpants into those socks too? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to find the right sweats for that. Yeah. Um, I'm big on that. Your Birkenstocks—they're the they're like the Arizona, like the strap yes. ones. Yeah. And okay. they, they're actually uh, they're black and white, like buffalo plaid, like similar to this, but mm-hmm. no red. So they're kind of they're kind of unique. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I really like sandals. Like, especially you know, work at home, stay at home. Like, be be comfortable in your shoes. But like, uh, also, it's a cool look. You know, when it's pulled <laughs> off right, I think it is. <laughs> it's one that that's one. Yeah, I I do like the way it looks sometimes. Uh, I think my favorite couple of brands that that put out sandals. Um, with more like the Japanese look, like Suicoke or or, Vis- yeah. or Visvum with the Cristo sandal, which is like that, you know, has that like one kind of big ass strap right on top. So it's it's it is shoe like in in its bulk and its heft. And then uh, it's like the cab or the calls from Suicoke, which like kind of takes that same shape. It, it's just less, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's just a, a, a slightly more streamlined and, and not quite as as heavy looking. Um, and, and so, and then even with like Arizona's, I, I, it is pulled off in a way that I think looks cool sometimes. Um, Rick Owens did like a Birkenstock collaboration or, or has an ongoing one where they've done some fuzzy Arizona's as well. And I, I always remember like the, the editorial shots for those looked awesome with the socks and the sandals that it, it's like a hang up that I have. It's one of those old things like socks and sandals was always the almost like an indicator of somebody that was not fashionable. It was like the old man territory, right? Where you got like the yeah. the knee-high black socks like shoved into some <laughs> some awkward-looking sandals. And so it's it's a it's not something that I've tried yet. But I do think that I'm I'm with you on it on it looking looking good in the right with the right combination and and in the right situation, so I'm um, uh, I'm happy that you that you're that you're out there getting off your your sock and sandal combos, <laughs> but oh, I've yeah. I've not ventured there just yet. <laughs> okay, I got I got something else. Right? Okay, so this is crazy. I actually meant to show you this earlier. This is a pants company that my dad started in Austin in the '80s. Okay, and it's called <laughs> Nowhere Fashions for Anywhere, and I'm trying to bring these back. Okay, I think. So this is why you're not doing merch for Brax or why you're not doing clothing for Braxley because you've got your next entrepreneurial idea. Your next business is 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 a clothing brand. There's a chance. <laughs> There's a chance. Um, but it's crazy because these are like elastic patterned pants. And somehow I'm kind of finding myself doing the same right. thing. Yeah. Although they, I don't think yeah. that this was uh, ever uh, profitable. <laughs> <laughs> bad timing though i i really actually i like the uh 
the the little woven uh, label on there, the yeah, damask right? patch it's, is, uh, is is pretty sweet. It's reflective. That is nice, huh? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, is, is your so is your dad like is he uh is he kind of a fashion style guy too? A little bit, but I I need to I need to get him on this podcast. Or I need to <laughs> I need to have him start listening to this podcast. I mean, yeah, so he can yeah. he can sort of stay up to date. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the adults that listen, they're just they. they I I feel like their their ultimate takeaway is what is StockX? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you know that we we try to we try to do some episodes that, that don't revolve around um, sneakers, but yeah. like today, perfect example. Uh, is there anything else besides socks and sandals that that you're that you're seeing that you either dislike or you or or you know that you're really into? Okay, I'm really into any other brands. Yes, uh, I have one brand in mind that I wanted to really talk about, and okay. I don't think you know about them. I might not. Uh, Italic. I don't think I do. Italic is badass. So I think that this is a new wave of where fashion is headed. And basically, what they do is you pay a hundred dollars a year to be a member, and you get luxury goods at cost, made by them. Um, so it's top quality. Italic. And it's also at cost, yes. So what I think is really cool about it, I think you can still browse even though you don't have to you aren't signed in. Let's see. So they even tell you what manufacturers they're working with and what other brands use the same manufacturer. Okay. So I just think it's really really cool. And I've gotten a lot of pieces from them that's all amazing. They do cookware, they do bedding, they do shoes now. Uh, and they're constantly putting out new stuff. So what I'm doing is like, instead of sending it on a $200 John Elliott tie-dye t-shirt or whatever sure. those cost, they're, they're badass. Yep. I'm going to buy a $15 t-shirt off here, which is definitely the same cotton quality. And uh, tie-dye it myself, basically. Or work on it myself. I got, I got a... a Shout out Durango Dyes. Okay. Uh, you know, remember Clayton Law from, I think he was an intern at Grand X? Uh, I, I, can't, I can't put a face to the name, but, but well, anyway, but continue. Was, yeah. Hit, uh, good buddy of mine uh, from college and growing up, but his sister starting a little uh, tie dye business. Tie dye operation. Sender yeah. your stuff. And, and it's like expert quality tie dye. So, okay. All I'm saying is, I think that this business model here mm -hmm. for fashion is important and it's also the future so are you familiar with yellow label no okay so it just uh it, you know you're you you definitely could be onto something um with just like this type of direction yellow label is a little bit more like st streetwear um directed whereas italic looks a little bit more like contemporary luxury mm -hmm uh has that type of direction mm. yellow label is like doing like the double mesh shorts and waffle tees and like big hoodies and uh that type of thing but same concept where you're basically paying like a membership um whether it's like a, a, a monthly fee or, a, or an annual subscription you might have the option to, to do one or the other and then that like you to and then you th i think that their wrinkle is that for your $20 a month, you get like $100 in credit to spend every month cool. on their product, which is all, again, kind of similar to Italic. It's yeah. all like sourced from 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 pretty, pretty high-end factories and then brought to you at like a price that, that is lower than it would be because of the credit that you that you're you're getting for your membership. So so not exactly the same, but like definitely the same concept with the you you pay one fee to get a better price that you won't find elsewhere on on the product offering very cool so uh yeah definitely something to pay attention to it's kind of like it's it it it's it's not the same but it does feel like like the evolution of something like a trunk club or like a you know mm -hmm. this this idea of subscription but you know why would why would we take your subscription money to give you brands that we're having to to buy from wholesale when we can take your subscription money and then give you stuff that we're making ourselves, which is which is uh, you know 
far less expensive. Right. Um, and at the same time, like you mentioned inventory, inventory is an issue for any any brand or any company that's making product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of having the stock inventory, you're getting a better idea of what you're going to sell because you have the membership numbers right there in front of you. Right. You know that you have yeah, X true. number of people that are almost definitely going to spend, with at least with Yellow Label, you, they're probably going to use their credit because they paid for the monthly subscription. Yeah. So you kind of have like a better idea of, of, of how much to buy, how much to stock. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I'll I'll be interested to see. To I'll definitely start paying attention to Italic and and a That's good note cool. to just kind of like look out for these subscription based clothing brands that that you know bring you some type of benefit that you wouldn't get otherwise. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, I just as I as I get older and um, you know, see these what brands are doing now more and more, and, and realizing how much waste there is in fashion business. Uh, I'm starting to care more about owning one really good thing and keeping that for a long time instead of buying a bunch of clearance stuff yep. and you wear it once and then it's not cool anymore or whatever. Yeah. So I think it's important for consumers to basically kind of adjust our interests in that way to where it's like kind of how it used to be. Like like when things were bespoke, mm-hmm. you own one really good thing and you keep it for a really long time. Yeah. That's better on every level. Yeah, I mean, just to to kind of like spin off from from companies giving back and and having good cause initiatives tied to to the brand. There's also just like people want to be ethical, people want to be green, people want to be sustainable, right? That's like a a a big buzzword, especially in in fashion right now, and and it can lead to a lot of kind of like empty promises and virtue signaling, which is an issue. But but it at at its core, like there is consumer pressure on brands to do things the right way and to like not create so much waste and to not pollute so much and to treat workers fairly. And so overall that it, that's, that's very positive. And that all, that all folds back into this, this idea, like you're saying that people want to buy, people want to buy fewer things, but they want those things to be high quality and to last and to not end up on, you know, in a trash can or, you know, have, or, or, or giving it away or selling it somewhere or just like, you know, it's 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 kind of a, it can kind of be a uh, a disastrous cycle to get into. Uh, and to that end, like one of the things that 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 I have found myself more interested in again for the first time in a long time is shopping vintage. Mm-hmm. And so, I I'm I'm very rarely a like a thrifter. Like I'm not gonna I'm I'm less likely to go to like Savers or Goodwill and just like pour through the racks looking for one gem totally because when i when i have done that in the past it's not something that i'm really in love with and so it does end up like not really getting used or, or, or kind of sitting around but there do seem to be more and more like vintage shops that are kind of doing that thrifting for you and like bring it to you in a in a curated selection so one that i've i've been mentioning recently and that i've uh, patronized twice in the last two weeks is uh full circle vintage up uh kind of near nice kicks off of guadalupe and very, you know, bare bones store, like really only a few racks, but it's all like really cool stuff. And the price is right as well. They're not gouging you with like crazy, insane vintage prices. Like you sometimes see, um, we mentioned another one pavement, which I believe came from somewhere else. I can't remember if it was New York or California, but I know that's like, it's kind of like a a trendy vintage store essentially. Yeah. And so I definitely, I, I see that kind of coming back to pe- people looking for not only because everything eventually comes back. So it's like a great place to find like a retro silhouette or like a boxy tee from the nineties. That's like perfectly in style now, but it's also better for the environment and you're not contributing to, to the kind of the waste cycle that, that, that is the, the inevitable result of, of all of the kind of conspicuous consumerism, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, anything else? You got anything else in your in your uh, bag of tricks? By the way, this is this is great fun. I I hope that that many of you get to 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 check us out on YouTube. This is something that Phil was always stoked about. He always wanted to do more show and tell once once <laughs> once we had video. So you're actually beating him to the punch here. Nice. I don't have anything <laughs> else in okay. there. Bummer. Um, let's see. Last l- little quick topic I wanted to to hit for you. Um, you, I, I I follow you on the social noticed that you were you were traveling a little bit had a little Mex- vacation in in Mexico recently sounds like you're you're about to head back that's right 
what is what's travel like right now and 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 has has your routine for travel changed do you have any like new tips for those of us that have not ventured out yet any new essentials that like you're always carrying on your person now just like you know any any advice lent for the uh the listeners out there who 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 might be venturing out sometime soon yeah i mean if you're looking to travel um I think that travel is there for you. I mean, we it's it's uh, so I, I really enjoy going to uh, certain parts of Mexico because it's really easy to get to and it's it's amazing. I love it. And um, one of the great things about online business is that we get a lot of reward points on our credit cards through the ads we buy and stuff. So uh, I got to use them somehow. And and. Uh, really my intention when building this business was I want to be able to be anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. Do you, fall- do you guys have any type of office or have y'all always been mm-hmm. work from home? Always work from home. So the, so as far as like daily operations, the pandemic has not really changed much. No. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's built for it. Yeah. So yeah. got very fortunate there. Uh, no, I mean, I, yeah, I think that, you know, if you're in a position to travel, like do it. And, um, the thing is like, like going to Mexico, for instance, like they they really need tourism right now, sure. like it, any amount because uh, you know otherwise it's not going to be there. What what? It, well, Mexico will still be there, but the right the, the, <laughs> but the, res- the resorts like, themselves. This place that we're going to is like Isla Mujeres, <laughs> uh-huh. and there's just like it's like an amazing, vibrant community sure. there of like awesome restaurants and stuff. And I I haven't been since pandemic uh, to this location, but I. I can imagine obviously anywhere right yeah. now is having a hard time so, so. I, I i was looking into uh, many years ago i got to go to uh one of the, bah- the it's actually the closest bahamian island to the u.s it's called bimini oh. and so you can you can if you have a boat you can get there right from fort lauderdale or miami you can also like charter a little seaplane or, or ride a ferry or, or do that type of stuff and so i was just like uh, something reminded me of it i was curious about getting down there it you know so these places like we're talking about like Tulum or Isla Mujeres or or the Bahamas you feel like you can find some um not solitude necessarily but like it, it these are places that don't necessarily feel like they're going to be overcrowded yeah. so as far as pandemic travel goes they feel on the safer side do you know what i mean yeah, like you're I mean, not going to be surrounded by hundreds of people you're going to exactly. be like in cabanas or, or, or in beach. your villa on the beach. Yeah, exactly. like it's probably a lot safer um, to be there than be in Austin. And frankly. so, no. right, right. And yeah. so, but but they had, when when I looked into this, you, there were like lots of quarantine ru- rules still in place. So like mm. they wanted you to get there and then essentially, you know, quote unquote quarantine for two for two weeks before doing anything. Now, I guess you could quarantine in your hotel. I think they've used up on that. If you're at a resort, it's like, I guess you're in quarantine anyway. But is that something that, that is the, it, do you experience that with, uh, with, with traveling to Mexico right now? No, I, I don't know if that's still a rule okay. there. It may have been, and probably is in other, other islands or, or yeah. whatever. Well, and certainly it's still in effect for like traveling to Europe right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, they, it's, it's pretty, pretty much like it is here i mean you can go to the restaurants and you can you can do stuff you you know wear a mask on the street yeah. or whatever but um but it's 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 okay i mean really it's like back open or sure to you know the extent that it is here yeah so uh that being said i have a great mask recommendation we, we always and, need mask recommendations uh yeah i it's kind of the only one i've been wearing because it's so comfortable and not wearing glasses like they, the worst part is they get fogged up and these ones yep. don't seem to fog up my glasses it's made from japanese brands like foam okay and it's called uh pita spelled p-i-t-t-a on amazon and they're like semi uh disposable so you can like hand wash them a few times and then after a while if they start to get a little broken down you just you buy like six packs of them and uh, I've found these to be the the mask that really drives me the least crazy. And okay, it's it's uh it's nice for people that wear glasses too, and they're kind of cool. They really like fit the face nicely. Yeah, different this, colors. This little style right here is not one I've tried. Everything that I have so far has been like either like the kind of the the cotton one that you see, or that or like the straight up surgical type. It's just like the pleated kind of blue. Mm-hmm. Or the one I have today is black. Um, yeah, I like the black. That's cool. But uh, but yeah, man, this, this 
just speaking of accessories as they relate to fashion like and style masks are here for the next 14 months minimum yeah and so i I, it's going to be like i'm now even i've done a little bit of venturing out onto just like south congress like you know popping into the shops like that and i i find myself going into these places and being like oh man i wish they had a couple masks i wish they had some masks to choose from so it's it's there's a lot of innovation to be had i think because a lot of the ones that you can get in the stores are they're not they're not quite comfortable or right. they just don't fit your face right. They yep. need to they need to make one that really sort of uh I don't know what you would say, like complements your jawline. Sure. And a lot of them don't. So <laughs> makes you look uh makes you look hot. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. You know, I've I tried the the only kind of fashion ones that I, I, I bought a three pack from John Elliott and I love the way they look and they fit nicely on you know, on your face, but they 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 pull my ears. A little bit so it's like the bands are just mm-hmm. slightly too tight and so i like try to, to or, or maybe they're too thick or i don't know but they pull my ears for it a little bit so it's like i like them but it, it, it's giving me it's giving me i'm walking around and people are like look at that dude's ears right. can't have that yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's funny yeah all right braxton um this was a great conversation yeah. thank you for joining us before we bounce on out of here uh do you have any do, do anything that we didn't get to hit? Any 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 other recommendations? Uh, style notes, fashion topics, Braxley stuff. Anything else you wanted to hit on? Nothing comes to mind. Okay. So I think we covered it. And uh, and obviously, you know what we're plugging today is the Braxley bands. Remind uh, remind our listeners where they can follow follow the brand, follow you if if you want to give that information out. Yeah. And um, yeah, let them know. Uh, at Braxley Bands, we're doing a Halloween. Oh, that's what we forgot to talk about. The Halloween contest. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. You guys do a Halloween <laughs> contest. I, I I saw this last year, and describe it for me real quick. You basically call for your your customers to to dress up as a Braxley band. Nailed it. <laughs> so uh, this year we're giving out a brand new Apple Watch for the best costume. Okay. You gotta. We, we're saying this year you got to either dress up as a Braxley band or. Uh, incorporate it in some way into a scene, like part, make it part of your home's decorations or something. Okay. It's basically we're just we're just seeing what the hell people come up yeah. with. And uh, anyway, we're giving away an Apple Watch to the winner. The audience uh, vote will vote on Instagram okay. for, the, for the winner, and then we're gonna give out like uh, I guess runner up uh, free bands to I think the best five. Yeah. So I, what was the the reason that this like is on my list to 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 touch real quick is because. I was so shocked last year at how many people participated and like actually had legitimately good <laughs> Braxley band costumes. Yeah, I was shocked. That was pe- they they the people they did it. They really did it. Yeah. Amazing. So I mean, it seems like right now, like you you only have more co- more more clients, more customers. So hopefully you'll get some crazy stuff. Now you're mentioning like uh, that the big thing in my neighborhood this year is these skeletons that are hanging upside mm-hmm. down and are like in cocoons i don't know what this is about but it's a hot decoration um if you weren't able to get your hands on the 47 foot skeleton from home depot and uh yeah so now i'm just like picturing like somebody building out this braxley band or, or with the apple watch but then like something gross is crawling yeah. out of the apple <laughs> that's watch. what i'm looking for yeah that, severed that. arm or something with right the band attached. yeah okay there you go i don't know yeah very good um okay Thank you, Braxton. This was wonderful. Uh, you're you're are you're part of our Discord, right? Yes, find it, me on the Discord. It, find find Braxton on the Discord if you want to 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 pepper him with some some more questions. Yes, you can find him in there. Here's how you join the Discord: go to Patreon.com/slash/ClubCool and just follow follow us. You don't even have to join. You don't have to become a patron if you want to. We'd greatly appreciate that as well. It's a great way to support the podcast directly. It's only two dollars a month. But I'll send a refreshed Discord link here very soon. So as long as you're following along with us on Patreon, you will receive that. Plus, we have our final October editorial coming out uh, probably tomorrow, a little Friday fun day, um, with, uh, with with some cool stuff that that we're out there, uh, Phil and I, looking at on the, uh, on the web. Um, in case uh, you have no interest in that, be sure to support this month's sponsors, Hawthorne, Bombas, and Bespoke Post if you need the codes. They are listed in the description of the podcast, so check it out. We will be back very soon. Follow the podcast at Club Cool Pod on Instagram. Follow Braxley Bands on Instagram. 
and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you.